ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Dio, what is popping? You are back in the hot seat, as Rocky calls it. Shout out Rocky. Shout out, shout out Rocky and his disciples. Should we call Shout them? out to Rocky and the Disciples. That episode was fire. Yeah, it was a, a full-length feature movie. It was, as you call it, John, it was an hour and 20 minutes. We basically took what we originally said was going to be a 25-minute episode. You originally said. And we tripled it, and we still kept kept, kept going. Yeah, it was great. Yes. I hope the people enjoyed it. Hey, Rocky, what he does. Yes, it is God's work. The mortgage God's work. It is. As you put in the description on the YouTube channel, it is God's work. And like when I think of our new website, tloponline.com, I start thinking about how we can incorporate mm-hmm. what Rocky does yeah. on TLOP. Yeah, we can. Yes. But yeah. hey, that episode, again, for people who missed it, basically, if you know someone who is struggling to pass the SAFE exam, the NMLS exam, or if you are planning on taking and studying for the NMLS exam. Yeah, you owe it to yourself to watch this episode. Watch that episode. And then check out Rocky's Facebook group and check out Rocky's website. MLOstudybuddy.com is the website. And MLOstudybuddy, let's pass the safe exam, is the group on Facebook. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And what I love, and good job remembering that. Do you remember how to pronounce Rocky's last name? Chill. I don't even know what it starts with. Lagorcio. Yeah, Lagorcio. Lagorcio. There you go, Come John. On, Look at that. Yeah. JC had a couple IPAs at lunch, and he can still pronounce. My, my reticular activator. There you go. Um, no, so our goal with partnering with someone like Rocky mm-hmm. is one, just looking at his fans yeah. and the disciples and how much they love him. Passion. Like that dude came to Orlando, Florida. And then after he left us, he met up with like 20 yeah. of his, he calls him his family. Yeah. Like it's crazy. But anyhow, like, so Rocky's helping people get started past that barrier of entry. But then after, after they get their, their NMLS, like, well, now what? Mm-hmm. That's where we get to step in. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So today we're gonna, we're gonna stay on that same topic today okay. of mortgage loan originator. Oh yeah. Which by the way, I don't want every episode that we do to be mortgage loan originator. Mm. Like we've done one of our most popular episodes was what? What's the title? Do you remember episode forty one? The yeah. title of it? Uh, so you want to be a loan officer? Yeah. So you want to be a loan officer? I want to lean into that, but I want to start talking about. So you want to be a commercial lender? Mm. So you want to be an insurance agent? Ah. So you want to sell life insurance? So you want to be a financial advisor? There you go. Yes. So we have coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. My buddy Drew Abear, who manages commercial lenders, who's mm. been a successful commercial lender for the past twenty years of his career. We're going to put him in the hot seat. Okay. We're going to kick you out. Solid. And I'm going to interview Drew about like what it takes to start a career or or to establish a successful career as a commercial lender. Okay. And then you and I just had lunch with our buddy Brett Young from Urban Young. Shout out Brett Young from Urban Young. Yeah, Urban Young Insurance, uh, and Brett has a pretty phenomenal podcast of his own mm-hmm. called Be Extraordinary. Yep. And I had the luxury of being a guest on Be Extraordinary. I think that episode doesn't drop for a couple weeks with them. Uh, they don't produce content the way that that we do in terms of the cadence. But nonetheless, I asked Brett today, I'm like, hey, could you come on and let's do, so you want to be an insurance agent? He's like, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. So I do want to continue to lean into that. But today's episode is, we're going to piggyback off of the success we had having Rocky in here okay. all the way from Long Island, New York. Yeah. And it's actually a bit of a suggestion from, do you remember our girl, Toby Moyle? Shout out Toby Moyle. I do remember. Yeah. So we had Toby on, on some of the earlier episodes that we did. And 
Toby's a phenomenal business woman. She's a uh, ex-mortgage professional. She is a public speaker. She is a life coach, a leadership coach. Mm. In fact, her company is uh, Life is a Ladder. Yep. But nonetheless, and I think I actually talked about Toby, but having her back on mm -hmm. to just do an episode on leadership. Yeah. But Toby's the inspiration for today's episode because she texted me and she goes, hey, uh, long time, hope you're doing well, blah, blah, blah. I think you should do an episode where you talk about transitioning out of a refi market and into a purchase market. Mm. Dustin, and I thought D about Dustin it. pauses, take a, he takes a step back, takes a deep breath. And I said, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's exactly what I said. Via text. And no, I didn't. I called her this morning. Oh my goodness. That I called her this morning. Okay. And, can I, and the reason why I said that, and you're going to bleep that out, John, and no, I I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it as an Easter egg. I just yelled that that EQ just went up into the red zone. He probably yeah, But um, no, nah, here's my thing. For you all who are just started tuning into us since we hit uh, 200 episodes, we love you. We appreciate you and thank you. Mm -hmm. We hope you found our website, theloanofficerpodcast.com or T-L-O-P, T-L-O-P-Online.com. Mm -hmm. Because on that, you can see every episode. You can have the, all of our social handles, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But if you just now found us, this episode is for you because maybe you need to hear this message. Mm -hmm. Now, for our TLOP troops, our troopers out there, our TLOPers out there, mm -hmm. they've been listening long enough. We're going on two years now, John. We hit the two year anniversary. Mm -hmm. We're 200 plus episodes. They've heard this message before once or twice, maybe. They've heard this episode once or twice before mm -hmm. because they listen when we promote becoming an advisor, not an order taker. Yeah. When we tell them to focus on building real relationships with referral partners in your community, yeah. where you are the subject matter expert of all things home loans, mm -hmm. and you give advice, almost financial advice to potential home buyers, that if you've been listening and tuning in, you don't need this episode because refis to you are exactly how we teach them, which when you have a refi market like we saw in 2020, or 2021, or like we saw back in 2013 and 2014, or like we saw back in 2004 and 2005, when you're in a refi market like that, what it does for the consummate professional who has built a sustainable book of business based on referrals of purchase business, people trying to purchase homes, refis are why you buy the five series and not the three series. Mm. Refis are why you fly first class versus why you would fly coach. Refis are maybe why you went to Vail or Beaver Creek for a ski vacation and not just the local mountain mm -hmm. around the corner, 20 minute drive from your house where you're basically skiing on ice, mm -hmm. right? That's what refis do. But refis don't make or break what we do for a living. You don't know what you're talking about. I came in this market. I had no idea what I was doing. I'm super new. I came to refis. I crushed it last year. I'm going to do the same thing this year. Uh, maybe not. Mm. Uh, maybe not. Here's the thing. Loan officers, mortgage professionals, because this goes for processors and underwriters and anyone who supports the sales and origination platform of the mortgage industry. When you work for a company or in a, an, envi an environment that is heavy refi, the sustainability is non-existent. And there's massive ebbs and flows of we have to hire, now we have to fire, now we have to hire again, now we have to lay off again. And it's just not a safe environment to operate in. So it's a, a, you lack predictability. So you may have very well entered into the mortgage industry and you did a bunch of refis. 
cool. You got a lot of at bats. You now have a decent sized past client database. You kind of know what you're talking about. Maybe learn how to calculate income. Maybe, you know, you, you were able to develop a skill set, but you're still nowhere close to where you need to be. Now you will still do refis in 2022 and 2023 and 2024 and every year to come because ultimately refinances make up a portion of our business. In fact, I would tell someone if last year and the year before, if you didn't have at least 25% of your business being refis, like you did too yeah. many purchases. You left meat on the bone. You left meat on the bone. Yeah, you weren't working hard enough. I have a question for you. Uh, and if you were to split out the entire, um, I guess the economy, the uh, ecosystem of mortgages, what, how is it split up between like purchases, refis, like in the whole market as a, as a totality, would you say? What it should be, the world according to me, 80-20, 80% of what you do should be purchased, 20% should be refi. Mm -hmm. That's this year, that's next year. Mm -hmm. Now we're in a refi boom, like we saw in 2020 and 2021. Again, if you wanna be sustainable, if you wanna be long-term, if you wanna um, prevent the massive swings of the pendulum, even in a year like last year, you should have been 50-50. 50% purchase, 50% refi. And if you were 50% refi, you should have been freaking the F out come about September. That's when you and I, John, started talking about this. Mm -hmm. That's why when I jokingly, and by the way, lovingly said to Toby, bad idea. I'm like, bad idea because A, it's overdone, and B, we've kind of already done it. And C, for those of us that listen, or for those um, uh, listeners that tune in mm -hmm. and have been tuned in for the past year or two. Nothing new. It's nothing mm -hmm. new. But then Toby's like, she goes, but, and thank you for this compliment, but she goes, D.O., you and JC are just scratching the surface from where you're going. Mm -hmm. You all know that, right? And I'm like, mm, yeah, we kind of have an idea. She goes, no, I'm serious. Like she threw us a huge compliment. She's like, the fact that you haven't hit 10,000 subs on YouTube, let alone you have you don't have 50,000. <laughs> She's like, it, it's kind of baffling. I'm like, well, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. She's like, so what, what, what we have to understand and why we're talking about it, and I didn't just discount it, is she's like, you have people who are just now finding you. And they need to hear this message because they weren't tuned into episode 97 or mm. 52 or 180. Right. I'm like, all right, cool. So we're, we're going to do this. So to answer your question, last year and the year before, it should have been 50-50. And even if it was 50-50, you should have been freaking out towards the end of third quarter, beginning of fourth quarter of last year, mm -hmm. preparing for this coming year, knowing that rates were going up, knowing refis were going to dry up, knowing that 50% of your business was going to be cut in half or you are going to not have 25% of the business that you once had. So you're gonna to have to get out there and build real relationships, which we'll talk about that a little bit further along in this episode. Well, what do you mean by build real relationships? What should you be doing? Mm -hmm. And if I'm gonna focus on doing purchases, what type of company should I be aligned with, mm -hmm. right? Because there are people who have successful careers and I deem success as you get, you get up every day, you go to work and you earn a paycheck and you're proud of that paycheck and you like what you do and you like who do you do it with, okay? Mm -hmm. That would be successful, right? You yeah. have a successful career. But like a company like better.com last year, if my research is somewhat accurate, they were like 95% refi. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, a company like Rocket was very much probably 90% <clears throat> refi. Mm. A company like Wells Fargo was probably 80% refi, right? So there are companies and therefore, there are mortgage professionals who work for those companies that- That's all they know. That's all they know. And that's a scary world to operate in because it's 
predicted based on market movements. So if you so if there's a loan officer that's coming in and all they deal with is have dealt with is refis and they get like a new like a purchase file in, is it like is it like a totally different language or like what do I do with this or is it in a way it is right because when you do a refi, you can't really screw it up, mm-hmm. right? There is no seller involved. There are no two realtors who are reliant on their commission, and that commission is what's going to be used to feed their family. So you're dealing with like half the people literally when you do the refi, if you want to. Yeah, you do but like, like but like you start thinking about the human element. You know, there's no seller who's trying to buy another house, and if if you don't close on the buyer who's buying the seller's home on time, they could lose the home that they're trying to buy. Then their stuff's in a moving van, and there's movers. And they're trying to get their kids enrolled in school, but you can't get your kid enrolled in school until you've moved. And you can't move if the buyer mm. who's buying your home didn't close on time. So more moving parts. And there's contractual dates. You must have the loan application made by this date. You must have your conditional approval by this date. Appraisal ordered and backed by this date. And if you don't close by this date, then the buyer jeopardizes losing their deposit plus the home. Right. So you could cost someone tens of thousands of dollars by screwing up. You can make many people angry, which is going to tarnish your brand name in the marketplace. So a refi, I mean, a purchase definitely is different and it's more difficult. If I tell someone yes on a refinance and it gets to underwriting and they get denied. Just start over, kind of? All, all that happens is they're not going to save that 300 bucks a month. All that happens is they're not going to be able to raise the capital that they needed to do their, to put in a new pool. Yes, that person may be angry, but I didn't put them in a world of hurt. Mm. If I screwed up and told you, John Coleman, that you're pre-approved for a mortgage to go purchase a home and you spent money on an appraisal, on a home inspection, that's probably a couple grand right there combined. Mm-hmm. You gave the seller a five or $10,000 security deposit. We call it an escrow deposit mm-hmm. or your acronyms sheet that you're putting up on TLOP, uh, yeah. uh, online.com, yeah. EMD, yeah. right? Earnest, earnest money deposit. Yeah. You could lose that and you lose the home because now the seller is not going to sell it to you. And they're going to sell it to somebody else. And you just told your apartment complex that you're breaking the lease. And now you have to go find a new apartment. And that new apartment wants first month, last month, uh, security deposit. But you're out two, two grand between inspections and appraisals. You're out the five or 10 grand that the seller kept of your deposit. So there's multiple. Once you hit one domino. world of hurt. So yeah. yes, the answer is yes. But, but for those loan originators, for those mortgage processors, for those underwriters who understand how to work in a purchase environment, what comes with that is the ultimate level of success. These are the places that make the most money. These are the places that have the least amount of layoffs. These are the places where you have the greatest job security, mm-hmm. right? It's the way that this industry, the way that it was taught to me, the way that I teach it should be bought, or should be taught mm-hmm. is in a manner that it's all about the purchase business. Refis are gravy. Refis are cherries on top. They're sprinkles. Whatever, it sounds like refis are bowling with the bumpers on. Refi, when you say it to me, it's like playing video games on easy. And then when I really try to do something hard, it's like, whoa, what is this? It's like, it's the game. You've just been playing it on easy. You haven't been playing the real game. That's a perfect analogy. I love that analogy. Bowling with bumpers or uh, we used to give my son who, um, it's his birthday today. Shout, Shout out, out Jackson. Yeah, happy 17, birthday. Bro. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, we used to give him crap because he, whatever games he was playing, he would buy the He'd get birthday money yeah. and then go buy all the, like, the cheats or the yeah, codes. The cheat codes, yeah. Yeah, we're like, what do you, he's like spending $100 on cheat codes. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like that yeah. in a way. But here's another analogy that I use because here's what I don't want. I don't want someone to be discouraged because you've been in the business for the past nine months, yeah. 18 months, 36 months, and all you've done is refis. That's okay. That is okay. 
you're still further along than the person who's in Rocky's class trying to get licensed. Facts. You still have clients. You still have experience. You've had at-bats, yeah. right? You now speak with a certain level of confidence that you would have never had. And you earned a paycheck. Mm -hmm. We all work for the paycheck. Mm -hmm. So it's okay, but it's time to make a change. Right. And that's what Toby wanted to talk about. So we'll get there, Toby. Let's talk about making that change. And if your only job opportunity, right? So like our girl, Shelby Peel, shout, shout out, out to Shelby. Shelby. Shelby's a fan. She has been for the past year, connected with her over a year ago. Uh, she just landed her gig with Rocket Mortgage. So shout out to Shelby, shout out to Rocket. Uh, it's a great place to start your career. For some people, it's a great place to, to work, forever. work forever. Yeah. But for Shelby, and I don't know, cause I didn't connect with her uh, deep enough on this. She was really hoping she'd get put on the purchase team. And I just shared with her, I'm like, look, Shelby, if, even if you don't get put on the purchase team, it's okay. You're still going to work for the nation's number one lender who has a phenomenal training. And they're still gonna give you at-bats and opportunities to earn a paycheck. And that paycheck's gonna allow you to start a college savings fund for your kids or take your husband on this awesome cruise that maybe you wanna do. So don't knock if your only opportunity is to go work for a refi shop, especially when you're newer at your craft and newer in the game. So I remember being in sixth grade and I had this girlfriend, John, her name was Amy. Shout out Amy. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> We're not using last names, okay? No, that's fine. We are not using yeah, last yeah. names. And um, this analogy is kind of like why I'm, I'm gonna tell you it's okay if that this was, if the only job that was off, offered to you is, refis, is go work for a refi shop and you're new at your craft, it's okay to take it. And the analogy I used is thinking about me being in sixth grade and Amy wanted to be my girlfriend. So you know what I said? Yes. Yes. Shout out to you having a girlfriend in sixth grade. Yeah. And the reason why I said yes? Is because you were hot and popular and all the girls wanted you? Not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet, John. I'm still striving for that. I'm 43 years old and I'm still going for that. Don't worry. I'm not giving yeah. up hope. Okay. Yeah. I let you put it out in the all universe. Right. I'm not going to give up hope. Right. No. She. So so I said yes because that was the only girl willing to be my girlfriend. That is also a real scenario for a lot of individuals. Yeah, she probably wasn't the cutest. She probably wasn't the nicest, the nicest. nicest? But hey, she, yeah. she liked you, so you liked her yeah, back. Yeah, she was probably into like you know weird things that you know kids get picked on these days for it and bullied. Yeah, but now. But yeah. but I said yes, and it was great because it look is either no girlfriend or I had a girlfriend. I wanted a girlfriend, so, so, so it, paycheck Amy or no paycheck. Yeah. yeah, but so, you didn't stay with Amy. I noticed. No, I noticed no. that you did not stay with. No, Amy. sixth grade, John. That relationship lasted two weeks. I did it. The playground breakup is savage. Yeah, yeah. I think we passed the note. Was it the note breakup? It was, it was the note. Was it mutual? Breakup. Was it in class? I have to know. I have no idea. Oh John. my god! I wish I have no idea. Okay. That that was you're going on thirty years ago now. Call it three decades. The kids three, three decades. Three decades. Yeah, yeah, three decades. But no, so I use that 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 funny story yeah. of why did I let Amy become my girlfriend? Because she was the only opportunity I had, and I wanted a girlfriend. Sometimes when you're younger in your career, so you got you, you got to do it. But like at some point, I want you to know. Again, if you're tuning in for the first time, thank you. Thank you. Subscribe. Subscribe. Like. Share. Share. Yep. All of that. Here we go. Um, but but you want to build a career where you're an advisor. You want to build a career where you are referred as a subject matter expert to people who are looking to buy homes. Right. We do refis. Again, if 20% of your book of business is not refis, you're not trying hard enough. Mm. There's always refinances out there whether it's debt consolidation, whether it's home improvement, mm -hmm. people getting divorced, right. that forces a refi. Like there's people have kids going off to college, they need money, it's a great way to raise money through a, a cash out refi. People have record numbers of equity, like mm -hmm. there's reasons to refinance. So it should always be a part of your book of business, but if it's more than 20%, then you're doing something that I would say, hey, you might wanna second guess yourself. So 
to Toby's point, and we'll wrap up the episode on this. So what should you be doing? Right? Like, what do I need to do? Well, first and foremost, you better work for a company that knows how to close a purchase. Like their systems and processes need to be one in which they can get loans closed on time, every time and quickly. So when you say that, I've heard you say that before, there's instances where the loan officer could do everything in his or her power correctly, do everything and then hand it over to like yes. their company and the company yep. drops the if, ball. If your company's taking more than three days to underwrite the file, that's gonna be difficult for you to consistently close loans on time. That's egg on your face, it's not necessarily. Correct, yeah, these are things as a hmm. seasoned professional, you can choose who you hang your hat with. You can choose who, who you team up with. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you need to work for a company that they prioritize purchases, that they are built and equipped and staffed hmm. to where they can close loans on time, every time, and quickly. Quickly is 30 days or less, period. 30 days or less, period. You should be able to submit a file for underwriting, have that file underwritten in two to three days, and then when it's, you have your conditional approval and you submit your conditions, conditions need to be reviewed within one to two days, and they need to be pro-sales, pro-realtor, pro-builder, pro-referral source. Okay, first and foremost. Second, the leader that you work under, he or she needs to be able to coach you on how to properly go out and build relationships with referral sources. And they need to be able to coach you because either they still do it, which is my preference, meaning they're down in the trenches with you, or they used to do it at a very high level and they still know that skill set, so they can role play with you. And usually they lead by example. Well, what do you mean by lead by example? Well, if I should be hosting client events, whether it's renting a bus and taking it to the local casino, renting a bus and taking it to the local baseball game, whether it's teaching a lunch and learn or hosting a happy hour or renting out a movie theater, all things that we can do to interact with referral sources and our circle of influence and our past clients, your sales leader needs to be leading you by example. They need to be providing those type of events and that type of mentorship, not just telling you what to do, but showing you mm -hmm. how to do it. Mm -hmm. Like that's what you should be looking for. So that's the first thing that I think anyone should do is make sure the company that, that you're tied in with can actually support what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And then the sales leader that you're, that you're tied into mm -hmm. actually mentors you and coaches you and supports you to go out and build those relationships. Is there a change in mentality that needs to take, to, to take place if like you fo focused on refis and refis and now you wanna start dipping your toes into the purchase market? Like what's the mentality you need to have when making that switch? That's a great question. It really is um, because it's very easy for a refi expert to turn into a hustler mentality. Everything's about the deal. Yeah. Oh, I gotta get the deal. Let me go get that deal. Let me click, get that, that loan locked, that loan app so I can get it closed. That closing's worth X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. When you're focused on the purchase, it truly is about helping people. It truly is. When you're talking about your referral sources, and I don't care if the referral source is someone that you met at a chamber of commerce mm -hmm. and it's a business owner. When you have lunch with that business owner, it should be about, hey, John, mm -hmm. how can I bring value to your, your business? How can I help promote your business? Mm -hmm. Now, in return, you're gonna let the business owner, John, know how mm -hmm. he or she can promote your business. Right. When you meet with the CPA, it should be about teaching the CPA about how you can bring value to their business, how you can refer them clients. Yeah. When you meet with a financial advisor, when you meet with a realtor, when you meet with a builder, it needs to be about helping them ultimately so that they can help you. Mm. But it's about helping them. When you talk to a prospective client, it's about helping them not just qualify for a home loan, but figure out is now the right time? Are they in a financial position to actually go out and buy a house? Mm -hmm. And it's not just about qualifying for a loan, but are they getting the right loan for their financial needs, wants, and goals? So you very much are an advisor. Mm. 
And I think that's the mental approach. If there's a switch you have to make, it's no longer a hustle. And by the way, it should have never been a hustle. We did an episode of a few back where like I threw out, it's, this is more Wall Street than it is Bourbon, Bourbon Street. Street. Yeah, and it, it is. Bourbon Street would be a straight hustle, a straight grind. Mm -hmm. Think stereotypical used car sales. Mm -hmm. Think when you were back in sixth grade and your mom would go to the local Costco, buy a box of blow pops, so you take them to school and you sell them for 25 cents a piece. Yeah. That was a hustle. Yeah, yeah we, we hustle, but we're more on the Wall Street side of things, not the Bourbon Street side of things when it comes to that hustle. Yeah. Um, we have a storefront. We're not operating out of the back of our, our trunk, right? right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. if you're using those those types of analogies. So yeah, you you change that 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 mindset. You find a way to become an advisor. By the way, you get education. We've had Dave Savage on the show buy his product, Mortgage Coach. Learn how to use Mortgage Coach to be an advisor to to the consumer, mm. right? So read books, whether it's Gary Keller's Millionaire Next Door or it's Michael Mayer's Seven Levels of Communication read books and attend seminars and trainings that are geared towards real estate agents mm -hmm. becoming successful so that you uh, can learn those ideas uh. and share them. Like Keller Williams has a, a class called Bold. I think it's a great idea for a mortgage loan originator to find a way to pay to go through Bold. Right. You get to learn what realtors are learning. Now you can take the knowledge that you yeah. um, uh, uh, generated. Do you generate knowledge? Yeah. Accumulated. Sure. That you accumulated. <laughs> And then you can start sharing it. That's bringing value, right? So we talk a lot in the mortgage industry about calling on realtors, calling on realtors, calling on realtors, calling on realtors. We're going to do an episode next right after this yeah. where it's not all about the realtors. Mm. It's referral sources. Now, I little teaser, little spoiler alert. I do believe that realtors should make up 50% of your referral sources. Yeah, they do matter. That is old school. Sure. Call me old school, but it works. Mm -hmm. I know dozens of mortgage millionaires. They built their book of business on the backs of supporting the real estate community. Mm -hmm. But there are other referral sources that, that you can uh, go out and generate relationships with. Our next episode is going to be all about that. Word. Right. But if you're trying to transition to wrap this up, Toby's like, how do you transition from a refi world to a purchase world? First and foremost, never, ever let yourself fall into that trap again. Mm -hmm. If you're in it, it's okay. High five. Hopefully you made a whole bunch of money, gained a whole bunch of experience, and you have the names and numbers of all those clients you helped because now they're your database. Right. Now you can call all of those people and start soliciting referrals, asking them if they were to ever buy or sell a home, what realtor would they use? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at which point you're building your network of realtors you're going to reach out to to start finding ways to bring them value so that hopefully they refer you people looking to purchase homes. Yep. Right. By the way, that's a little sales tip or tricked, write it down and use it if you're coming from a refi shop. But now that you've learned that longevity is built by focusing on being referred and being purchase focused, now you can change the mindset, become an advisor, look to bring value. And it takes time. You and I are so far along in this podcast, but we're barely scratching the surface. <laughs> yeah. Two years. Yeah. It's taken us two years to get to this part. Imagine what the next two years are going to be like. Rocket ship. Yeah, exponential growth. <laughs> Every business operates that way. Mm -hmm. So if you're starting off and making that shift, please understand it's not going to be a, a. It's not instant. No, it doesn't. It doesn't turn overnight. It's a battleship, not a speedboat, ladies and gentlemen. It just like John said, is a battleship and not not a speedboat. But you need to every single day, and we had this on the website called "Dominate the Ones." Yeah. I just made you make it freemium because <laughs> yeah. you had made it premium, yeah. meaning only a premium member, someone who pays twenty five bucks a month 
could actually have access to it. I think Dominate the Ones is so important. Yeah, everyone should have it, access. Everyone should have access. It's on tloponline.com, sales tools. Mm -hmm. It's under trackers and mm -hmm. worksheets. Mm -hmm. That's also where you find all the cool training videos that mm -hmm. John has created with my likeness, but it's John's creation. So if you don't like it, blame John, don't blame <laughs> yeah, me. Right. Uh, but, but no, Dominate the Ones means every single day when you come to work, you're gonna talk to somebody who wants a mortgage. I don't care if the credit score is 420 or 820. I don't care if they're looking to buy or refi. You just talk to somebody who wanted a mortgage. You're going to schedule an appointment with someone who can refer you consistent business, and you're gonna go on an appointment with someone who can refer you consistent business. If you can do those three things, you're winning the day. If you add in one handwritten thank you note mm. and you offer to give someone a free mortgage review. Watch out now. Now you're dominating the day, which is why it's called dominate the ones. When you're trying to shift out of a refi world and into a purchase world, understand it's gonna take time and you're gonna have to dominate the ones. But if you put your nose down and you stick it out, put blinders on and you say your finish line is gonna be December 31st of 2022, this would allow you to get out there and, and have roughly 100 one-on-one -on -one appointments with potential long-term referral partners. Those are realtors, those are builders, those are CPAs, those are business owners, those are financial advisors, divorce attorneys, but you gotta get out there and do it. Mm -hmm. And you have to become an advisor, position yourself as an advisor, and look to bring value to every person you meet. Well said. I'm Dustin Owen, he's John Coleman. If you ever wanna connect with me individually, I'm all over LinkedIn, it's the best way to reach me. I'm Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. If you ever wanna contact John Coleman, Google him. His first name is John, his last name is Coleman. Good luck. And good luck. <laughs> the website is tloponline.com or theloanofficerpodcast.com. We're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple or anywhere where you find audio podcast. We love it when you subscribe. We love it when you give us reviews and we sure as hell love, love, love it when you share us. That's all the time we have for you today. We will catch you on the next episode where we are going to talk about it's more than just calling on realtors. Peace.